and welcome to After the Pulpit for the week ending the 18th of June 2023. I'm Ian Hawkridge coming to you from Somerset West in South Africa. The title for today's podcast is Sheep Without a Shepherd and we'll be reading from Matthew's Gospel in chapter 9. But I want to begin this time with with the song. The song was written specifically for this podcast and is largely inspired by an inscription on the front wall of the church where I worship. It's kind of a statement of intent or a statement of purpose and it reads, To bring God's missing children home. Now let's listen to the song called Sheep Without a Shepherd. Like a sheep without a shepherd, we need compassion, Lord. Though the harvest may be plentiful, we're slow to hear your words. As you walk into our cities and the towns in which we live, Healing lives and freeing captives Through your love forever give Send us out to be your witnesses Clothed with your tools of grace to bring your missing children home Oh, let us see your face Let us feel your smile upon us For without your gift of love We are lost and hopeless people Lead us on, oh holy dove Send us out to be your tools of grace to bring your missing children home oh let us see your face let us feel your smile upon us for without your gift of love we are lost and hopeless people lead us on oh Now let's listen to Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38 from the New International Version. Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. 
Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. How do you imagine that God views the world that we live in? I'm pretty sure that most of us imagine that God looks on the world in judgment and anger. After all, we have made a terrible mess of things and are constantly having to live with the consequences of our foolish choices. Our reading from Matthew's Gospel today paints a very different picture. As we find Jesus looking at the crowds around him, moved with compassion and loving those who are harassed and helpless. The world we live in today is no different. Although we no longer have to live under the tyranny of the Roman Empire, there are plenty of other empires that are equally cruel, and we have to deal with them. Jesus seems to see these lost and hopeless people as those who need compassion rather than judgment. He even encourages his followers to pray that God would release the resources needed to make it possible for them to experience God's love. Looking back, there have been many major missionary movements through the church's history. And even today, leaders are trying to figure out better methods for reaching people with the gospel. The problem that arises in this context is that we tend to rely on human expertise and methods to accomplish what is in fact a divine purpose. Consequently, history is always also littered with failed attempts to convert the heathen. How then can we be the answer to Jesus' prayer without making a mess of it? I believe the answer lies in the realization that each Christian carries within them the person of Christ. This is revealed not in our great plans for evangelism, but in the way that we live our daily lives. We become witnesses not by what we say, but by our presence. St. Francis is said to have told his followers as he sent them out, preach the gospel wherever you go, and if necessary, use words. Think about how many people we affect daily with our attitudes and acts without using any words. In my reading over the years, I have done some study of the Celtic church and Celtic monasticism between the 6th and 8th centuries. These people were extremely successful in bringing the Christian faith to large parts of Europe as well as to the British Isles. And their method was simply to live their Christian faith among those whom they sought to influence. They would ask permission from local authorities and build a monastery near a settlement and then just live as they normally did, growing crops, worshipping daily, learning things, teaching as much as they could. The outreach happened as other people began to inquire, having benefited from their generosity and love. I know that in my own life I have not been a great evangelist, 
but I also know that many lives have been affected as I have tried to live out the message of hope in the gospel. I know that I carry the presence of Jesus into every situation I encounter, and when I have allowed Jesus to act and love through me, lives have been touched. Michael Green, in his book Evangelism in the Early Church, says that evangelism was not organized, but organic. It happened as people went about their daily business at home, in the marketplace, and wherever they traveled. It was as they lived out the compassion of Jesus that others began to take notice and wanted to be part of this. And so the church grew. It may be tempting to listen to those who say that the world is condemned and judged by God. But I believe that God weeps for this world and still continually reaches out with compassion to those who are lost and without hope. It is only those who think that they are not lost who lose out on the depth of God's love and compassion. Thank you for listening today, and I look forward to sharing with you again next week. Goodbye for now.